Welcome back to part two of our discussion with Jerry McGovern, author of Top Tasks. We pick up the action with a discussion of some similarities and differences between Top Tasks and Jobs to be Done. Yeah, it, remi- it reminds yeah. me of uh, Steve Jobs, who, who always, I think, if I rem- remember correctly, always <clears throat> said, you know, what, you know, more than, I don't remember if it's two or three steps to do anything was too much. And he would really get mad if there was more than, you know, if suddenly you had to do four steps to, to do something, he'd go mad or something like this. I actually wanted to to bounce back on something you mentioned, which is coming from the um, the jobs to be done background. I did find something surprising when I read your, your book, Top Task. You, you're saying, and you mentioned it before, that Top Task should not use verbs. Yeah. Uh, and I, I actually wrote that down because I was like, how can a task not be a verb. I don't. Yeah. I wondered if you could maybe expand on that a bit. Yeah. Well. Yeah. It's in a, It sounds counterintuitive, but configuration is a task, or it's a series of tasks. You know, we we did you know a lot of work in health as well, and you don't need to say check symptoms. Symptoms is enough. You know, in in many situations, when you're particularly when you're navigating through digital spaces starting a link or a structure or an architecture with the most unique word is a lot more powerful and effective navigationally than starting it with a vague. Because a verb is not a task. It's a generic activity. So get, find, you know, these are not, these are not find what? The weather, find a recipe, find, find what? You, you always need something with it. But if, if recipes is enough, so sometimes the, ver- the noun is not enough, but I don't need to, I can see a link called recipes and I know that should be about recipes. I don't need a qualifier in front of it. So if, we, if I have an architecture that begins uniquely, like troubleshooting, configuration, pricing, you know, that is a much more effective scannable structure than a whole bunch of verbs Pre, pre coming before because the verb is a kind of inherent in the noun jobs yeah this this makes me think of two comments on on this so the first is um do you think this is just because i mean you're focusing mainly on on websites and because we're talking about information architecture and therefore, if you put prices, obviously what you're going to get is, is, is a list of prices. It's not, you know, make prices or whatever other thing you could do. And, uh, and the second one, I've forgotten now. So let's just go with that one. No, but that, that, yeah, yeah, it is. Absolutely. My whole has been in digital architectures. And of course, if, as you get deeper into pricing, you know, so you, 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 uh, kind of, you know, on an intranet, you, it starts with jobs or careers. And then, you know, uh, you go a level below, it's find a job and the other it's uh, create a job uh, opportunity. So that's for a, a manager in, in the process. Mm-hmm. So at a, at a deeper level, you know, the verbs will uh, uh, come out in the process. But if you can get away without a verb, get away without, you know, if because because we are so attention deficit, the more you can load the beginning with the heaviest word, the most the most uniquely descriptive word, the uh, like there's a lot of studies I've seen over the years that two or three words and you're we're gone. 
when we're scanning. Like if we if we're not caught by the first two or three words, the eye tends to bounce to the next sentence or the next paragraph in the process. So I, I often when I was training and the writing, I would say lead with the need. You know, you gotta get at the very beginning, get to the essence of of the actual thing. And that's in, you know, particularly in, in metadata as well, in writing title tags for search engines that, you know, if, you, if you're doing loads of conferences, you should really consider having the year as the very beginning of, you know, the, the actual title rather than the name of the conference. Cause then, oh, it's the 2020 blah, blah, blah conference. You know, it's the 1919 because Often it's hard to differentiate if it's the blah blah conference 2019, the blah blah conference 2018. It's harder to scan that in a series of search results. So the broad idea of beginning, pushing to the beginning, the most important thing, and often though not always, that is a noun rather than a verb. Yeah. So you actually answered my second question, which was around uh, this being also a matter of being efficient in communication because you're talking about a communication space and that people can scan faster if there's just one word. Yeah, or or the word is unique. See, if you're scanning 10 links and they all begin uniquely, that's a much better architecture than they're a kind of beginning fine. Two or three of them are beginning fine. You know, so the more unique, see a great link tells you what it is, but it tells you what it's not. It tells you what it's, it's different from in, in, in the process. Mm. So terrible links are things like resources or frequently asked questions or you know knowledge base or you know vague indeterminate things but troubleshooting is not pricing you know pricing is not configuration you know uh so getting to that uniqueness the unique power is often found in the noun rather than in the verb not always but but often seems like almost it's where you're getting i think that last part is very important so it is it's almost getting like to unique names as much as you can giving things unique names because that creates difference and and, and that's much easier to, to, to exactly exactly and that common like we're dealing with a big international organization at the moment and there's a debate there's a debate around do they call it agenda or do they call it program <laughs> You know, and oh, over here we call a program over here. Yeah. And often this part of top tasks as well is a discussion of the. So the essence of developing the task list, the environment is an agreement on this is the environment and this is how we describe it. Well, this is what this is what we are in 80 words or in 80 short statements. This is this is what we are from a user's perspective. This is what we are used for <laughs> this is our function this is why we exist in the in the atmosphere and and then when you get people de debating and and to get that list together you're looking at all sorts of sources like search and support calls and competitor website so you do a big situation analysis but key is um like the biggest one we ever did was in the european union we did for the uh, there was then 28. I can imagine that that is quite a complex. There was 150 people in the room at one stage. It was a big <laughs> in, 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 in the process. But what would happen is, you know, oh, no, we don't we don't call it climate change. We call, you know, environment. You know, so there's all these debates because different words. But we got to a consensus. 
you know, we at at the end of the process we got well we'll we'll add the two words into the list. It'll be a gender comma program, you know, in the in in uh, the environment or you know there was I remember huge debates around. Uh, climate and should climate be part of environmental protection and you know et cetera et cetera in 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 the process but getting people from different disciplines and or the marketing personnel say this and then the support personnel say hey that's not what they say when they ring up when they ring up they're always saying you know agenda where's the agenda uh in in oh is that true uh, yeah and, and and somebody else so when we're when we're refining the task list we always try and create a kind of a united nations of you know of, of, of people because yeah. they go, they begin to self-police each other and they begin to learn from each other oh i didn't know you called it that i didn't and uh, in in the pro because one of the core problems in in environments is is mixed language that you click on a link and it's called program and you go to a page and it's called agenda you know yeah. and you know you cannot have a good navigational journey if the language is constantly changing. The language, common language, is much more important than common graphical imagery. If the words are constantly changing, if it's if it's called download software here, but it's then it's called software downloads. Even that small change can disrupt. Uh, you know somebody's understanding of, of of the journey that they're on. We still journey in digital based on words. Yeah, I'm. So, I mean, this is we talked about it a couple of times here already on the podcast. But I mean that that's one to one one of the major issues in innovation as well. Because the way people in, in innovation teams they talk about on on the one hand innovation itself or what they believe is a user need or what they believe is the actual benefit of the thing that they're producing. And at one point you get just, you ask five people, you get seven different answers. And then, and then, uh, I mean, and when, if you're not aligned in, in projects like this, then you just create, you create something that it, in the end is, is, is not going to be useful. It's not going to be useful for the person that, it, that it's supposed to, to actually help in the end. So it's fascinating to me that, that there is almost a one to Somehow these these two things, innovation and, and information architecture, are related. Uh, I wanted so it, it sounds almost magical. Like, you, you, how do you get all those people to agree? And I know you and you emphasize this in the book as well, and, and you alluded to it uh, over 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 um, what you said before. Is what what are all those evidence play like? Real user evidence or feedback from the users, and how 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 do you get this? You emphasize this quite a lot in in, in well that. As well. You know, the language uh, of use, you got got to use the language that people use. So uh, many, many years ago, uh, I I was giving a talk at a big travel conference. This is about 2000 or 1999, somewhere around then in in the process. And uh, I said, um, you know, about 6,000 people every month search for law fairs and people were yeah kind of nodding in the audience yeah law fairs law fairs yeah but i said you know six million search for cheap flights and you know they were they were were shocked they were disgusted and people come up he says jerry 
you don't understand the branding, you know, blah, <laughs> doo, doo, doo. we could never call it cheap flights, you know, in the pro but three years later, they were all calling the cheap flights, you know, because when you got 6 million searching for cheap flights versus 6,000 searching for low fares, you know, low fares might be what the branding people came it's up the with. people that work at those companies. That's how. They yeah. <laughs> you know, like, but now everyone uses cheap flights and, but back then it was a big, Oh, what are you talking about? You don't understand our industry. We could never call it cheap flights. You know, but those airlines, they went to their graves with their head held high. They never used cheap flights, you know. And that, that you know, and I remember dealing with uh, health entities back around the swine flu, you know, the early period. So I saw the, the journey and it was an interesting innovation. But back then there was huge debates. We can't call it swine flu because we'll we'll upset the pig industry. But it is, that's what people call it. And they, you do get it from pigs, you know. And uh, no, 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 no. We got to call it the H1N1 virus in the process and, and everything like that. Uh, and that was, that was about 2008. There was none of that in 2020. It was, yeah, let's call it COVID-19. Let's call it coronavirus or whatever in the process. But, but also back around, 2008 or oh, what are we going to do on the page uh let's put a picture a big picture of somebody blowing their nose oh yeah that'll really help in a pandemic in in the but it was still you know and and then and then what do we do well we'll have a we'll have a, a picture of the minister saying how concerned she is or he is and how much money we're investing in this pandemic you know and that was you know that was the tiny tasks and the ego you know but you you go to 2020 and I was involved in a number of health and it was immediately you know symptoms prevention it was it was there was no graphics you look at I, I, I don't know how, yeah. how it was in in the US but certainly in the UK in Ireland in in New Zealand there was no graphics on the COVID sites it was just pure links to you know whatever was isolation or you know how to deal in the early days how to deal with when you were purchasing products should you clean them from the supermarket it's all about bang 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 here's the things you need to do here's the need uh, and and that progress that was a real top task progression in my uh, experience in, in in the process and and we actually did four or five distinct top tasks in different countries we did a we did one in canada we did one in ireland we did one in, in norway we did one in new zealand and back in 2020 vaccine was there first even when they had very little on the um about the vaccine vaccine was the number one task in 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 the process and what was happening was people were finding about vaccine on dodgy websites because the official government websites were not providing information because we're not ready yet and you know so they wouldn't provide anything about the vaccine and that vacuum was being filled on facebook etc in the process yeah. so we showed them you gotta say it's not ready yet it'll be out in another six months but you can't just have nothing on your website about the vaccine because you know in in the uh, process and and it was interesting as well. We did it in Ireland. They did the top task three or four times during the pandemic. And the task didn't change all that much. I, you would have expected a big, but the two number one and number two tasks across the entire pandemic were vaccine and mental health, uh, mental well-being and mental health. They, they fluctuated from one and two across the entire pandemic, certainly in Ireland, maybe in another country. So tasks tend to be very stable if you get them right. 
like when I talked earlier about the um, municipalities, 2009, we did a big top task project for Liverpool. It's the exact same in 2022. Because Why? Because you've got roads, you've got bins, you've got schools, you've got leisure centres, you've got, you know, the things people do don't tend to change. So if you architect based on the top tasks, you tend to create a very stable architecture uh, that, that will last over time. Because human behaviour, you know, there may be, we did tourism ones, and people wanted getting here and around, things to do and see, special offers. So the way you delivered special offers in 2000 would be very different than the way you delivered them today. They'd be much more sophisticated and much more personalized, et cetera. But it's still special offers. You know, so the, you know, the, the, the technology to deliver the special offer yeah. may change, but the desire for a special offer, and we did hospitals, we discovered there's, there's three segments of top tasks before going to hospital, while you're in hospital, and after you're in hospital. So it's not, it's not going to change. You might have monitors on your wrist after you're in hospital, uh, checking your vital signs. You might have very different mechanisms, but you still want to know about what's the recovery period, what happens after, do I bring in my slippers, you know, where can I get parking? You know, can, who can visit? What times can they visit? These these questions were the same 50 years ago and they're the yeah. same today. So, you know, we can, and there's often that desire, oh, we want to change this architecture. Why do you want to change the architecture? It's working. You know, why, you know, oh no, but, you know, like, so this unwillingness to create something that will last yeah. Or, or the expectation that everything that we will create will only last six months. We can create things in digital that will last 20 years. We just don't think about going about creating those things and wanting to create right. things. Oh, sorry, go on, John. Yeah, no, this resonates 100% with what people, I mean, one of the mantras in jobs to be done, which is jobs are invariant in time. They don't change. They uh, So this is exactly... Yeah, a similar thing. I was I, going to say exactly the same yeah. thing. You're kind of preaching to the converted here. I feel like, if if I'm sorry, yeah, go go on. Um, no, go ahead. Right, go ahead. I, I've got a question about the the um the distribution of the top task as a percentage to the tiny task. Is it like a Pareto type of thing where twenty percent cover eighty, or do you see patterns across here? Total area? patterns, Scott. Total. Yeah. We've done about 600 at this stage, and it's extraordinary how consistent, whether it's in healthcare or the IKEA internet or whatever. So it's the Pareto on speed, kind of. It's 5% will typically get about 25% of the vote. Uh, so if you if we had a, let's say for simplicity, had a 100 task environment, uh, Typically, the top five tasks will get the first 25% of the vote and the bottom 50 tasks will get the final 25% of the vote. Mm. And this is extremely consistent, whether it's the European Union. Here, uh, 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 slightly different thing in the European Union. I'll come back to it in, in, in a moment. But that, there, yeah, but it's, it's not the 2080, it's the 525. So what, what happens tend, on a typical curve is... Five will get 25% of the vote, but 20% will be at 
you won't get to 80. You know, uh, so in most of the environments we got, but there's a very small set of stuff, three to five things in a lot of environments that have a huge uh, demand. And certainly, typically, the first 50 percent is about somewhere between eight and 15, no matter what it is, whether it's universities or and they emerge very quickly. So the biggest one we ever did. So it's a voting system, right? So you got a hundred or eighty, and you're looking, and you, and they're randomly presented. And this is something as well. People said this can't work. You can't give people a, a one screen full of randomly presented things. It breaks all the rules of psychology. I've had a, a number of researchers almost have heart attacks when they looked at this the first time and says this doesn't work. It won't work. Well. Um, you know, at this stage, 600,000 people have voted on it uh, in in 40 different countries. So it, it works. It looks crazy, but it works. So the biggest one was in the European Union, where we had 107,000 people voted in 28 countries. And the top tasks, the top three tasks, I think, were law, um, forget, forget what they were at the moment, but the top three tasks had emerged by the 30th voter. So the top three tasks at 30 voters, were the, the order changed a little, but it was the same top three wow. tasks at 107,000 voters. So typically there are patterns of emergence. So when you get up to about 400 voters, you have pretty good stability in a top task study. You know, at about 50 voters, the first three tasks have emerged. So they, I don't know why this happens. I don't, but humans, I'm reading this book on human evolution, and it's so, and we're all connected, we're all the same, we're all, we all have underlying similar behavior patterns, we all basically have the same wiring uh, in, in, in the process. So there are common human behaviors, and what I care about for my health. What I care about when I'm buying a car, what I care about in, you know, they're, they're these deep core behaviors. And and some of them are really essential to us. They're really, really, really very important to us. And that's what Top Task is about, discovering and then prioritizing and keeping the tiny tasks at bay. And, and how do you actually come up with this list of, of tasks? Because, I mean, you describe it in your book, that you um, that it's eighty percent from customers and twenty yeah. percent from the organization. Um, I, so my first question is, could you maybe expand a, a bit on this yeah. and how you actually find the task? And my just a kind of add-on question, which I ask straight away is, do you use analytics, for example, something like Google Analytics or something like this to totally. actually discover totally. uh, the tasks? Totally. So it depends on the amount, but 80% you're saying you want the sources coming from the user, from the customer, right? So one of the projects we did was with Microsoft Visual Studio. So what we found was uh, there was a whole bunch of independent developer communities. So we spent a bunch of time on independent who were who were developed, you know, who'd be using Microsoft Studio or Visual Studio and using other tools. So we spent ages out there seeing what are they talking about, what are they, what's important to them in the in in the process in the environment. So sometimes, so that was for that particular study. That was a great, that was a particularly great source. But we'd also look at search behavior. We'd also look at support calls wherever there's a a connection with. The customer. We talk to salespeople. We often we find one of the most neglected units 
in nine out of 10 organizations for innovation or anything else are to support people. You know, they are dismissed and contemptuously treated and they are a goldmine of wonderful insight in the, in, in the process. So we always go for support people and try and get t- top support calls. Let's say when we were doing the health environment, we'd go out into things like Google AdWords. And so you'd put in a word like cancer. So you'd never have, you'd never have a word like cancer in a task list. So you don't, because that's the product. So when we were doing Cisco, we never had RV or, over two. We had troubleshooting, we had pricing. You'd, you, so you'd keep, you always keep the products out of the task list there. You deal with them separately. But when you'd be doing your research, so we put in cancer and we'd say, oh, and here's how people search for cancer, cancer symptoms, how to treat. And then you'd put in diabetes and you'd say, oh, it's cancer, diabetes symptoms. And you put in another disease into the, the um, Google AdWords or whatever. And then you begin to see the pattern. Oh, symptoms keeps coming up. Diagnosis keeps coming up. Yeah, you do. keeps coming up. So you, you're looking, that's the 80% of sources. And then your job, is really to be the voice of, you know, in the actual shortlisting, we don't tend to have customers because it gets very political or sensitive. And, you know, in, in, in that, but you 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 become the voice of the customer and you're always going back to the data and saying, well, that's not how the customers say it in the support. And it's not, you know, and, and they also say it the same way in the developer communities. So you got all these sources that, uh, I kind of bamboozle a lot of the people internally because they've never seen most of them before in the, in the process. And you're kind of guiding the conversation based on, you know, those 80% of sources. But you don't want to ignore uh, the organizational voice or the organizational language either because if you go too much, you you it's like, you know, the, the sheep... Uh, uh, disowning our lamb <laughs> in the process. You know, there's, there's no ownership. Yeah. In 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 the land, so sometimes yeah, some of the we allow five percent or six percent for tasks that we know are not important or word, you know, or we might put in brackets a word that is a a brand a particular name of you know the tool, even though we hate using tool tool names or anything like that. So sometimes that's what we use brackets for a little bit, you know, because you can you have to give some recognition to the organization. If you just go 100% the language of the customer, you get, they don't feel any ownership and they kind of distance themselves from the process. So it is a kind of a bringing people along and knowing when to bend a little, but never losing sight of, it must be driven by the language of the customer. It's very interesting. And I would, so you're saying that and 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 I I make similar experiences. So when something gets let's call it that would get pushed in by by the organization into the question, you already know that's it. That's never going to make the top five or ten. That's never yeah. going to be a top task. And I kind of have the same experience. So when we do service, sometimes it's just okay. It's fine. No, we talked to twenty customers. No one mentioned it, but you want it in there. Fine. And I know it's never going to show up as the most important yeah. thing in the, in the, it's just not, not going to happen. But that's so powerful, it, Jan. It's powerful because when you've got the voting and you say, well, this guy, the top task got 823 votes and your one got four, you know, you know, and that was you and your three team members, you know, probably, 
like in in the in the process you know it's, it can be very powerful whereas if you didn't include that at all they'd be saying but you didn't include you didn't include well you know you didn't but yeah. when you see something like 2640 votes versus seven it's a kind of it doesn't always win you know the argument but it's a stark yeah. you know uh a kind of okay you know, um, gives pause at least. It but gives pause at least. It might not be the thing; they still might resist. Exactly, but it, it's, as, it's, as we do, it's, <laughs> it's it's a pause, and I I find the more, you know, we use that. Like when I'd be presenting architectures now, I'd, you know, that I'd say, well, this is first because it had thirty two percent to vote. This is second because it had, you know, uh, 23% of the vote. Oh, why isn't it called program? Well, we tested it with program and it had a it had a 30% failure rate. But when we tested it with agenda, it only had a 10% failure rate. So you're kind of taking content out of, and because often these words areas, you're taking it out of opinion into and using data along the way to, to say, well, this is the number three task. And this is why it's, this is why it's on the homepage. And this is this is the 45th, you know, so like... Now you choose. <laughs> you know, how, okay, how, like, how many tasks would you put on a typical survey then? Well, anyway, so we would have found the biggest we've ever done was, was 150, 145 in the early days. And, and strangely, people still voted. But over the years, we found that it tends to exist somewhere between 50 and 80. So the European Union was 77. You know, uh, the Irish Health Service was about 74. WHO was 76. I don't know why. You know, maybe it's just the methods have evolved. But typically, it, it has come into somewhere in the territory of 50 to 80. Uh, you can define a lot with 50 to 80 terms, you know, in, in the process. So that's that would be the broad territory. Of and, and every recipient would get... Of, of the survey would get 80 tasks yes to oh, they from. all and that's that's what's crucial Jonathan everyone must get exactly the same but randomly presented so it's mm. not in the same order because otherwise you're you're not you don't have a, a democracy of voting you know I'm, I oh I voted on slide so always resist uh, the first thing people will say to you uh, UX people oh we have to break the list up then it's it's, it's useless because you've already gone to information architecture before figuring out what's really important. Uh, so, you know, you stick, have the courage to stick with that long list randomized and everybody gets the same one. That, otherwise, it doesn't work because they're not voting on the same thing. And extraordinarily, you know, that was 77 in the European Union and it was in 24 languages. It was it was in twenty four languages and one hundred seven thousand people, and you know the top three. I think there was five tasks were the first twenty five percent of the vote. You know that was, you know when you think of across three hundred million people, uh, it was it was the same top task in Croatia was the same top task in Latvia was the same top task in Ireland same top task in Germany same top task in Italy same top task in Norway. You know, and uh, that's another interesting thing. Humans are very, well, I said it earlier, there's often much more commonality among, you know, audiences and groups than is internally believed there will be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
uh, sorry, Scott, do you want to? I was just so I was just soaking that up. It's like um, that exact comment about the. Um, I think a lot of times, you know, we'll say, you know, be careful about this culture and that culture and the other culture. It almost seems like the sensible thing to say, but then we often find that there's just there's so much more common, more similar than these. We don't these exist. These differences are almost exaggerated. And I guess from a scientific perspective. You, you um, the more conservative approach is to not assume they're the same, but yet in practice, what you've what you're what you've found is similar to what I, I think I've observed as well. That in I, I so scientific, you can't assume they're the same, but in practice, they more often are the same. Like the yeah. what what we value in culture A, culture B, culture C, uh, and if they appear not to, I would probably question some of the translations. Honestly, initially. Have we introduced bias <laughs> accidentally yeah. with a translation? There's yeah. that, but there's also, I mean, we, we don't do the, I mean, we don't do top tasks research, but, but the, I mean, the, our way of, of applying jobs to be done. But, and what we found in, in, in relation to culture, very often it's the difference is kind of like, like a difference in scale. Sometimes, yes, you get very specific mm -hmm. differences that are, that you can relate back to the culture. For example, when it's about cooking, Italians, think a little bit differently than Norwegians. That's, it's just what does food play or what role does food play in their lives and so on. Anyway, but most often I think it's it's a thing, a thing of scale and I have no way to prove this, but one hypothesis for me was a lot of this has to do with, I mean, if you give people a scale of let's say one to five or one to 10 or whatever, and you ask them to rate importance on a scale of one to five, however you do it, there is, in within each culture, different numbers mean different things because, for example, the school system or how this, I mean, we have this hypothesis that in France, for example, we get usually a tad less uh, kind of, they're almost like a level down because the school system is very harsh. You're never going to get the best note. So people tend to not give a five. Mm -hmm. So you have, but kind of it's almost just like like one one step down and it, it, it looks exactly like germany but but it, it's not a it's not a five it's a four for example stuff so there's very often things that we that we find like this where you kind of the rating scale you have to adjust it a little bit to what, what numbers mean but i have no way to prove this that yeah. any and that's just my my yeah does that does that mean you're finding that the the absolute numbers are different but is does that but is it are you're also finding that that order is different? It's like are you saying the order would be the same but just the absolute numbers are different is that the order saying? is exactly the order yeah. is the same but but the absolute number is is, is right different. so you have to be careful like averaging the numbers is sort of the uh exactly. warning there yeah yes yeah. yeah but anyway i don't i have no idea if this is true or not it's just what i think i think that true. makes sense i think i think that there's cultural aspects but you know, the core things of I'm concerned about my child's health or, you know, what mm. am I going to do first? You know, uh, am I worried about this diagnosis? Or, you know, we get to these deeper drivers. Um, you know, we, we we care about the same thing when we're going on holidays. I mean, I mean, even I discovered even the, the, the Swiss are cheap. 
you know, that the, we did. I mean, they wanted, so, with those two Swiss in the call. Oh, so. yeah, the two Swiss, good, yeah, I remember did a study. And, you know, the and it's Swiss true. Wanted, they wanted cheap flights and special offers just as much as everybody else did, you know, you know, in, in, in the process. And, and uh, you know, so we may not admit a lot of these things, but uh, like, yeah. uh, you know, that, that that's, that's, there's yeah. much more that connects us than, than separates us. I have one question, but it kind of takes us in a little bit of different different space. Jonathan Scott, do you want to? I, I just question? had a question on uh, the some part of the the book, which was uh, the seven principle or principles of effective digital navigation. But I don't know if this is if, if this is really relevant. So uh, That's now, great. if yeah. you want to if you want to go somewhere else, it's fine. Also, but I, I, I mean. I have a quick nuts and bolts, just real quick before we leave yeah. the prioritization. You mentioned that often the top three emerge after 30, uh, 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 sample size of 30. Uh, what's What sample size do you, for the most part, is there that you like feel pretty confident in? Or does it really change? Or is that, would your answer change based on a lot of it depends based on the project? It, it does depend, but 400 is a good number. If you can get to that, it tends to create a lot of stability. So you'd certainly expect the top three to be coming out around 30 to 50. And now there might be a bit of fluctuation. Might, number two might move to number four. And, you know, but uh, so but to be on the safe side, because you're always going to be hitting exceptions, you know, in, in environments. But once you get out to about you know, minimum of 200, ideally over 400, regardless of what environment you're in, you're, you're going to be talking about a good bit of stability at, at, at around 400. Do you feel the need within that 400 to, to, to search for uh, segments or groups? Well, here's group A, B, and C that may yeah. have different priorities. Yeah, so, so the, the, in any top class study, you would have those segmentation questions. So really really you'd want to be looking for about 50 in a segment, mm -hmm. you know, and a minimum of 25. So, you know, 18 to 25 year olds, 25 to 34 year So you want a minimum of 25 in, in any one of those segments and ideally 50 or more to get, you know, good uh, insights in 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 uh, the, the, the actual process, you know. And, and you see these really interesting patterns, like uh, when we were doing the health one, we'd see exercise, it would it would be rise high, and then it would start dipping into the 20s, and it would dip down into the late 30s, and, early, and then people would start uh, voting for exercise more. So you could kind of see, you know, how people go out of exercise or stop thinking about exercise between their 20s and 40s and then realize, oh, God, I better start doing more exercise. Then, so, you know, by doing that segmentation, you begin to see uh, the, the actual uh, uh, patterns in in the process. And, and so, so sometimes you would see these different, certainly older people, you know, uh, you, so in older people you in, in a health environment, they wouldn't be voting so much for symptoms because they kind of they know what they're dying from you know the bros like they're, they're already diagnosed for many years so so there whereas younger age groups would be uh, the symptoms i have it would, like, that's the... would be stronger so you'd see these quirky differences 
not so much quirky, but that's so that's why it's good to really think about your segmentation. But you know, you you're wanting a minimum of twenty five in each segment, and ideally fifty plus, so that you can say, ah, oh, yeah, that's a good that's a good feeling for that segment. And you have very nice uh, illustrations, graphics in in the book where you have different confidence intervals and all this. Yeah. Stuff. And I was just wondering what tool you used to actually. Well, these. we did it ourselves, you know, oh, over the years. Okay. So basically we just, you know, we created our own little tool over the years and just uh, refined it in relation to what was the best way to present the data uh, in 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 the process. So it was, it's a, it was a, a, a custom uh, Excel plugin. Well, yeah, it's it's. I have one one question that that kind of it moves maybe one step further and goes into probably what you, Jonathan, were were also thinking about, which is okay, let's imagine we do all the top tasks, we do the study, as we know, it's these three or four or five or whatever. So probably these three. Now, how do you go about improving stuff or websites? How do you go about improving for? those three or three or five top tasks how do you yeah. know that you're that what you're doing is actually contributing what you do okay well i go back to the cisco the downloading software because we we worked with them for 10 or 12 years we still i'm still working you know I, i'm semi-retired now way <laughs> but uh you know um, i love this usually semi-retired people are the busiest <laughs> i know well i'm writing books i'm writing a new book you know it's kind of <laughs> you see it so there you go I know, I know, it's a terrible, uh, but uh, so, right, you got download software. Mm. You got, so the next step we'd say is, how is it performing? So how do we know it's working or not working? So we'd come up with examples. So one of the examples, the instructions was, download the latest firmware for the RV over two router. So we'd then we went out and we get network engineers and we give them that task and we'd watch them and we'd say, oh, you got a 60% failure rate. What? Why, why is it a 60% failure rate? Uh, because 60% of them couldn't find the right firmware, to, the latest firmware to download. And of those who um, download, the 40% were successful, it took them 400 seconds. So you've got, so the philosophy of top tasks is that you manage the task, not, you know, not the architecture. So, so at that stage, there was a 14-step process to download software, and it took an average of 400 seconds. And within three years, it had dropped to four steps and 40 seconds. And the reason there was the dramatic that it became an awful lot easier to download software is that the model that of measurement of the team changed. So before we introduced Top Tasks, if you were a, a software developer, uh, in in uh, Cisco, and you'd you'd come up with the latest version in your team for uh, the RV over two uh, router. Once you had uploaded that to the system, once you had tested the was the firmware working and everything like that, and once you'd uploaded, you were finished. You had no more responsibility. So basically, nobody had any responsibility for the network engineer finding the right version of the software. So we shifted the metrics away from the software team finishing and testing the firmware to the network engineer finding and downloading the right firmware. 
Okay. But as soon as we yeah. change, so instead of, it was like a shift from managing the input, which was the software, to managing the outcome, which was the engineer finding the right for the right latest yeah. firm. And as soon as we did that, it dramatically changed how the team thought about, you know, and they said, we, we don't need this step. We don't need that. What, what's this step for? So we went from 14 steps to four steps and, and it never goes clean. You know, you need to go iteratively through those uh, in process. But they had a, an incentive to remove now because they wanted to improve the success because we could show, look, people are uh, failing at step five and you don't even need step five. Why do we need step five? You know, and people are spending ages on step seven because you far too many options here and you don't really need most of them. So now the incentivization is improve the success rate, reduce the time. Now you've got the reason to remove yeah. uh, in, in the, the yeah. reason to take away in the process. So that's how you know. So we've got the top tasks and everyone says, oh, great, let's go on and do our jobs on the tiny tasks. And you say, no, hold on. Now, how are the top tasks actually performing? Hmm. You know, that's the next question you should ask. Let's see, what, what is it like to do the, oh, right, okay. You know, and the only way I know how to do that really is to actually observe real users uh, trying to do that thing that, you know, so the the, the vaccine, you know, uh, what's their number one concern? You know, the uh, is it availability, long-term, long-term side effects of the vaccine? You know, okay, you can't, you can't, so to speak, conclusively answer that because you don't. But you can say, well, you know, we can't answer that conclusively. But on all the evidence that we have at the moment, you know, did they find that information? Were they satisfied to, that it was a sufficient and a logical answer? You know, in in the process, can they find? Can they book the vaccine? You know, um, at a local, did they book it successfully? You know, you, you test iterations or examples of, of those critical things. And then that begins to drain the energy away from the tiny task conversations because the team begins to orient itself around troubleshooting, around, you know, we did the, we did the European Parliament uh, we're working with the European Parliament, wonderful uh, uh, group of people internally. And, you know, we discovered, what do you think the top task in the European Parliament is? It's know. really obvious. It's re Think of the, the most top task, obvious. Um, how to vote? Or how to... No, well, the European, what does the Parliament do? The Parliament itself. Yeah. If the parliament was a sausage factory, what would it be producing? What sort of? Yeah, exactly. So it's law. So the top task was law. And people went, my God, is it law? Oh, of course it is. <laughs> yeah, we're a parliament. You know, it was like a, what is law? You know, it was like, now, is it easy to find law? Well, not exactly, <laughs> you know? Okay. So yeah. sometimes it's like this bone-crunchingly obvious thing that no but i thought it was you know the latest video of the head of the european launching this bum 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 or you know or or a, a virtual 3g tour of the parliament building or a you know or a countless other millions of other things that you know we we, we could be no it's actually law you know and and um there's you know how the law is made 
the impact of the law, where the law is currently in the legislative process. You know, it's all these things. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, sometimes it's, it's, it's like it's hidden in plain sight. Like, yeah, hidden in plain sight. Once it's, you have it, it's, of course, it is that way. Yeah. But the, the, uh, but the unfortunate thing often uh, is that the top tasks are not owned by any of the people that you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. Or, or that the top t- to, to manage a top task requires a multitudinous effort throughout the organization of collaboration because there are multiple different uh, parts that, that have responsibility. And it's much easier to organize based on silos in, in the pro. So um, it really throws up a lot of, cha- you know, challenges uh, that require the organization to behave differently, to, you know, manage the task rather than the, so, uh, you know. So have you, have you had people, organizations that actually reorganize around a specific task? So instead of having silos, have you seen people, organizations do that? Yeah, to, 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 with, with varying degrees of success. Like uh, certainly the um, one of the things we discovered in the overall top tasks in Cisco was um, so we, we, when we observe people, we find there's this concept like twins that uh, tasks tend to have two mental journeys. So um, you let's say you're, you've got your phone and the battery isn't working. So in a hundred people, about forty people will say, "Oh, that's a what phone do I have?" It's an they'll, they'll go on an object-oriented journey. Say, so "I've got an iPhone 8, so I want to get to the iPhone 8 page, and then I look for troubleshooting." And another forty percent will be more an object. What, what's the thing I'm trying to do? Or oh, troubleshooting? So I'll go to the support section and I look for. So what we discovered as we dug into the download software and the process and we watched the journeys is that some a considerable number of people were going to the RV over to homepage and expecting to be able to find the ability to download the firmware uh, in in that that at that page. But they could only do it if they went to the support website. So over time and we found that this concept that product is the hub that uh, for the install the RV over to, oh, and you need to go to the communities. And you, you know, but, uh, but a lot of people were going to the RV over to and looking for installation. So what they began to do was architect a products page where you could get everything from in, in the, whereas they used to have, oh, this is the products page for marketing. This is the product page for community. This is the, so you might have five or six product product pages for the RV over two. And we got, not always, but in a number of their areas, a unification of the products environment that there was one products page and you could find everything from it. And we could prove that this was a twinger that, you know, people expected to solve that they were thinking, I've got an RV over two, I've got a troubleshoot problem with it. A lot of people were wanting to find the RV over two page and then find troubleshooting. Whereas historically, Cisco was architected. No, we've got this troubleshooting uh, data management system. You got to go to it to, and then look for the RV over two. So they had to distribute 
the RV over to troubleshooting information to a link to the RV over to homepage. And that required a lot of redesigning because you to get both journeys. So that was a that was a, a big change that happened. I don't know whether they've continued on with that change over over the years. Uh, but you know we 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 see that uh in you know in a number of environments where you know with we're doing some work with the International Telecoms Union at the moment, and there's the events is 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 huge, but they've got events all over the place. So how did they bring all those events together? But they are a very collaborative organisation, so they they've loads of meetings and study groups. So they're constantly organising events, and their members are saying it's really hard, you know, because sometimes it's called agenda, and sometimes it's called program, and sometimes this is here and that's it. So trying to get a, a unified architecture for events that all the various parts of the organisation will agree with, yeah, it's 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 hard. And we make some progress in a, in a, a, a number of environments. I think you could look at now a lot of, say, the UK municipalities have a common architecture and uh, there's a reasonably good justification to say that that was uh, maybe not wholly because of top task work, but we have done top tasks with about 20 or 30 or 40 different municipalities in the UK or, over the years. And we began to develop a common architecture, which did become common across many of the municipalities. So that we did see those changes. But could I ever say, well, we got 100% success? You know, it's so hard, this work, because you are pushing against, you know, these ego driven in, in, in environments. But I think the idea of we have got tasks and to even think about managing tasks, 20 years ago, people wouldn't even agree that people had tasks. Like, uh, so uh, some progress, not as much as I'd have liked. Uh, some teams beginning to have oriented a bit. The European Union began to pull their laws together as well. You know, um, but I'm never quite satisfied. Actually, just a, a small thing is that in the book, you distinguish between tasks and goals. You say avoid goals also, which I thought was also kind of uh, surprising to me. Uh, could you say a bit more about that? What's the difference? between well, a Kind of a goal is a goal is like I need to spend more time uh, with my family. And a task is I'll book a cheap flight to the south of France, you know. Uh, so it's, you it's know, less high level. A task, yeah, a, it's a goal less, is more high level than a, a task. Yes, a goal is, you know, I want, you know, this, you know, and the task is how I'm going to go about doing it. You know, me, you know so the, what we find, what I find, and, and this, of course, is, although top task has been used beyond digital, but most of my experience is in the digital realm. And in the digital realm, we have the lizard brain. You know, we really go for the business. You know, we're, we're on that search engine. You know, there's no way you're booking a cheap flight to the south of France. There's no way you're going to buy golf clubs. You know, you're on that journey. You know, when we tend to get in a digital, of course, we waste time but in other environments, on social media. But when we're on the hunt for something, we're really on the hunt for it. And we tend to be very... Do, 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 I want I need to get this insulin. I need to get the latest firmware, you know. So, you know, it's not 
the goal is I, I want to keep my, um, you know, um, customer's network safe. The task is I need to download the latest firmware to make sure that all the software is up to date and, you know, protected from uh, latest phishing or, or stuff like that in, in, in the process. So, so the goal is, you know, network protection maybe, you know, and maybe that can be a task at a higher level. But tasks tend to be that more concrete thing, you know, in configuration, installation. It's really getting to the nuts and bolts of, you know, diagnosis, symptoms, treatment, um, you know, um, um, what happens after, you know, uh, side effects, you know, really getting to the, to the stuff that, where am I going to park when I get to the hospital? You know, do, do I have to pay for the parking? Do I, you know, how, how long do I have to walk? I've got a bad back. You know, it's, it's really those things that people really care about. And they often, and that's why we, that's part of keeping the list 50 to 80. Because if you keep the list very short, people begin to say, that's interesting. Yeah, 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 I'd be interested in that. And, you know, I'd be, that, that's, you know, I like that one. But when you get, when you deliberately overload them with this 50 to 80 and it's randomized, kind of the subconscious brain kicks in. And there are kind of, you get that deeper instinctual behavior uh, coming out in the task 40. Yeah. I, I've, I feel like we should add another three hours and then <laughs> because now again, a hundred different questions come up. So I, 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 I so enjoy, I, okay. Maybe think about uh, the listeners again. So if, if I'm a listener now, I've, I've, I've listened to us talking about top tasks and, and I, 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 I really want to do it. I'm excited by it. How can I, how can I start? Where should I go? What should what? I, what should I do? But buy the book. <laughs> You know, that's a, yes, you know, that's, you, I agree. That's it. That's it. And and you know, there's lots of information I've written about it o o o over 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 the years. Uh, actually, with Smashing Magazine in September, I have a 10-hour course on top tasks. I'll send you the link onto it. Oh, it's okay. the first one I've done. In I used to do an awful lot of them, but and if you know, we we have done these projects. I'm doing much less of them now. A, a small team, uh, but. If there's an interesting project out there, I, I do about three or four of them a year um, uh, uh, now. And uh, so there's there's support. Sometimes I say, oh, could we could we get you for five or six hours? We just want you to look at the shortlist to see is it a good shortlist or, you know, so there's different yeah. scenarios uh, in, in the and if you are uh, if you're doing something in sustainability or in you know in helping the environment I'll, I'll, I'll give you the help for free you know so I'm, I kind of I, I spend about 80% of my time now on free stuff uh, you know on, on the environmentalism uh, mm. area so I, I'm perfectly willing to help any environmental organizations and give them some free support if they're interested in it um uh, uh but um yeah so the, the, they are the ways the in the book i tried to be i tried to explain it as best as i could you know uh, and, and give away all the secrets so to speak <laughs> of 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 the method and so that would that's a good start uh place and you know there, there is a 10 hour five five sessions over two hours 
going through in a methodical way the, the whole process. That'll be sometime in September. So that'll be a smashing uh, magazine. I don't know if you've ever heard of smashing or to, to do a lot of courses the, uh, and the, the bigger kind of more technical design uh, community. Mm -hmm. So they're running that. And otherwise, get in touch. You'll, you know, you get me at jerry at jerrymcgovern.com if you want to send an email or whatever. Okay, perfect. Awesome. Um, if, if probably this could, it could happen that this lens goes out actually around September. So if that kind of lines up, then then we, we can include the link. If it, yeah, no problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but I have to, I mean, before we go, um, I, I have to ask like one, one last question at least uh, uh, to you. And, and that would be, maybe you've been asked this before, I don't know, but what is your top task? Uh, yeah, I think I think uh, it's it's to you know somebody uh, described it. I think they were an indigenous person either from Australia or New Zealand, and uh, they they were asked you know what what is your didn't quite say was your top task, but uh, you know <laughs> what you want to do in life, what would you like to be remembered for, and they said I'd like to be a good ancestor. Hmm. Yeah. You know, and I think that's what I'd like to be. I'd like, I'd like to, I'd like to say, uh, at least I didn't add fuel to the flames. <laughs> you know, I, I tried to put them out. You know, and uh, you know, uh, I, I, at least for the last ten years of my life, for the first thirty of forty, I had, I did lots you of. You can't climbing. vouch for that. <laughs> and I, I can't. So sorry, sorry. Uh, you know, but um, you know, I think, I think, you know, I was, I was talking to. A, a wonderful scientist there about three or four weeks ago called Josh Lebowski. He does material science and he looks at uh, particularly for electronics. And he was talking about how the extraordinary increase in material complexity in electronics design and how this means that essentially we cannot recycle a lot of electronics because the material to get one materials, we destroy the others, etc. in the process. And I was asking him at the end, I said, you know, what can we do? But, uh, you know, to to try and create a better world or to turn things around. Well, he said, the scientific challenge or whatever is about to move towards material simplicity. And, you know, but he said from, from ordinary people or people not in the scientific community, so to speak, he said, individually, there's very little you can do. He says, it's great. He said, it's great if you try and change your habits, you should, you know. But he said, if you're buying a, a Lenovo, you're buying a Dell, they're really all coming from the same factories. They're coming from the same, you know, the same zinc, the same copper, etc. So you, you really, you may seem like you've got all this difference, but they're probably all being made in the same, they're not just coming from the same mines, they're being made in the same couple of factories. But he says what really can change things is citizen action. He said, if you, if you, he says all, in his opinion, all the major societal changes of benefit, whether they were seatbelts, whether they were healthcare, whether they were votes, came from citizen action. And he said he's he's amazed how little citizen action we have today uh, for all the networking technology that we have, how 100 years ago or 120 years ago, citizens were much more organized and not just organized, but they got stuff done. They got shit done. Citizens got <laughs> done a hundred years ago. Where are citizens today? You know, and he said, and you see some signs with the right to repair movement uh, in, in the process. Uh, so I think, you know, we, even the stuff, 
in the worldwide waste or the stuff like, like that and people we've got to get organized because the brands won't change the brands are making too much money out of this you know even if they individually uh, managers want to change they're in this vicious kind of quarterly you know churn out the products or the stuff the governments are are, are scared in 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 many situations the citizens can hold the politicians feet to the fire i think if we, if we don't move as citizens you know we we i saw this wonderful video about four or five years ago no it was about two years ago it was in barcelona in spain and it showed at the beginning of the video this parent was brave enough with their kid on a friday morning to get out in the middle of the street and start cycling right and they were bringing their kid to school and they cycled a little and then another parent joined them and then another parent joined them and within 20 minutes the street was full of parents cycling and the traffic had to go behind the parents and two months later that street was traffic free okay you know and i think i think citizen action mm. can save this planet uh, and we must as citizens become much more proactive we must get organized Jerry, thank you so much for doing this. It was an amazingly, kind of made full circle. I think we started with the environment. We end with the environment. That seems to me like the best point to, to stop this. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you much uh, for taking the time and talking to us. Um, and, and, and yeah, being on the podcast. No, it's a real, a real, it was lovely talking to you all. I mean, it was a great conversation and I feel we're on the same wavelength, uh, uh, so to speak. So it was, it was, it was, it was highly enjoyable. And thanks for taking the time and spread the word. Yeah, we will. All right. So that concludes today's Product Quest podcast uh, with Jerry McGovern. Please send any comments or ideas for future future guests on topics to productquestpodcast at gmail.com. See you next time. Very nice. Thank you so much. Okay. <laughs> yeah, really enjoyed it. Thank you very much. Oh, thank you, John.